Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Okay, today we have a generational battle. We are going to be doing millennials versus Gen Z cage fighting. And uh, actually, there's no cage fight, but we are going to go through about how we view money and why it's so different. Um, I didn't get into the Gen X or the boomers. They obviously have been shaped by generational forces as well, have a very different perspective on us. But once I start including more than just two categories, there's enough just to talk about millennials and Gen Z, um, the Gen X and the boomers, a lot of things we can learn there, a lot of things they can learn from us. And, um, you know, I think the reason that this topic is important is because uh, sometimes it's hard when you grow up in something and everybody is kind of acting the same way around you. Not saying that everybody's the same, uh, you know, in these generations, but there's a reason that when they survey people and when they see what kind of working conditions people prefer and different stuff like that, there's a reason that they are different. And it's because we as people, our behaviors, our, you know, the things we respond to, it is all shaped generationally. And there's always a lot that we can learn from each other. You know, you, you, you studying history and what others have gone through, you know, looking to people that are your elders, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained there. A lot of, uh, you know, from the things they're doing right and the things that they've done wrong. Um, and older generations can look at the younger generations on the flip side and go, wow, the world has changed and this is how they're adapting to it. Let me take the good and the bad um, that comes with it. So there's always things that we can learn. And let me tell you something, millennials and Gen Z view money very differently. So that's what we're going to talk about today and you know some of the different lessons that we can learn from each other. Now, there's a little bit of debate slightly within a few years as to what Gen Z and what millennials qualify as. For the sake of this conversation, Gen Z is going to be defined defined as age 6 through 24. So anybody who was born between 1997 and 2015 would be considered Gen Z as far as this conversation is going. That's, that seems to be the most commonly uh, used stat. And then millennials would be 25 through 40. Uh, I always think it's funny because every year there's always some type of um, article in the news that'll come out and it'll blame um, millennials for something going on in like high schools and, or, or college or different things like that. It's like, oh, millennials are doing this in college. And it's kind of like, yo, uh, wake up. <laughs> like Millennials, we, we aren't in college anymore, you know, unless you're getting your doctorate or something like that. The youngest one of us are graduated and well into our first career usually. Um, you know, like I said, maybe going through a graduate program program at best, but the majority of millennials, I mean, we've got kids. So, I mean, it's, it's just always funny to me how people see millennials as being this younger generation. Really, we're not, we're, we're entering, um, you know, those, those middle years. So it's an exciting time, but, uh, Gen Z has some cool things coming up. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the economic forces that have shaped us to begin with. And the first one is that millennials have been shaped by the emergence of technology and unfortunately, 
two major financial downturns. Now, if anybody's curious because uh, you're listening to the podcast, you're like, well, Stephen, where do you fall? I am very much a millennial, smack dab in the middle of that 25 to uh, 40 range and uh, loving it. And um, I'll tell you what, being a millennial, I think is special because we have the um, we have the perspective of what it is like to grow up without technology and with technology. Uh, no other generation has that. Gen Z has grown up completely immersed in the digital age, and you know Gen X and Boomers obviously uh, were not dealing with mobile phones or anything like that. If anything, they saw the emergence of the phone period, which had to be pretty exciting, honestly. Um, but we really, you know, millennials, we grew up uh, with technology. I think it was funny with TikTok, uh, you know, becoming crossing over a billion downloads, one of the fastest adopted apps in the world. Uh, that was very much a Gen Z thing. I mean, it was just for dancing. It was just for, you know, playing some songs and different things like that it came really cheesy. Well, then there became this kind of war as millennials started to adopt it. And the Gen Zers were like, what are all you millennials doing on here? And the millennials were kind of like jokingly firing back and responding to him being like, guys, sorry, we created social media like we own this space. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's been interesting to kind of see the evolution with that in the clash of of the perspectives uh, between the age groups. So, you know, like I said, millennials, we we knew what it was like without technology um, you know, mobile, you know, video games, different things like that. And then we have grown into it. Whereas Gen Z, they don't know anything different. They don't, they don't know what it was like to go outside for hours on a day and then rush inside on a Saturday morning because you only got to watch cartoons in between the hours of 9am to 11am. And then there were no more cartoons on for the rest of the day. Everything's on demand now. So, so being shaped in the digital world has given them some advantages and has given them some disadvantages. And millennials, there's some things we can learn from that as well. So when it comes to money, millennials are a really big fan of using personal finance apps. So about 42% claim that they utilize at least one personal finance app. On the flip side, Gen Z does not seem very interested in them. There's only about 22% of them that are currently using that. And then to kind of go along with this trend, one third of millennials are using some kind of spreadsheet versus only 19% of Gen Z. Now, I did dig into that stat because, again, Gen Z is divide, uh, or defined as age six. There's not a lot of six-year-olds that need a personal finance app. For the record, any of these that were done are, are um, you know, polling people in Gen Z that are, you know, college age and above. So they are 18 plus. Um, that's why, uh, you know, the, the stats are there. Don't think that they're sitting there and they're polling, uh, you know, an eight-year-old on whether or not they're using a personal finance app. That's not. We're talking about the ones that have reached adulthood at this point and then using that population in there. So one thing that's really interesting is that 53% of Gen Z wants to improve their financial literacy, but they don't know how. And a lot of that just has to do with the fact that they're growing up in a day and age. And uh, if you look at this in high school, that I actually saw a poll on this, over 80% of high school students want personal finance included in the student curriculum. That is directly due to the impact of what they have seen their older siblings that are millennials and their parents who are millennials going through not one, but two economic downturns. 
They saw what happened in the financial crisis, the way that impacted their families. They've seen what has happened with COVID, the way that's impacted their families. And they are much more financially conscious than millennials were at their age. They're also a lot less likely to take on debt. So Gen Z has an average of 2.2 credit cards, while millennials have uh, 2.7 credit cards. Uh, By the way, the 2.7 credit cards that millennials have, it's worth noting, that's the highest out of any generation. So boomers and um, uh, Gen X, they have even less credit cards than millennials do. So that is something to really take, uh, take note of. Gen Z is very cautious about debt. So they've, like I said, they've seen how these financial downturns have impacted, um, you know, the lives of their older siblings, of their parents, and it makes them question it. Now, to give millennials some uh, some love here, one of the things that millennials have done is with the emergence of technology, millennials are pretty notorious for just asking, you know, the question like, why are we still doing it like this? And when we don't get a good answer, we try to change things. Millennials have very much been a catalyst for a lot of the change in the working environment and the educational environment for that matter, um, that Gen Z is has now grown up in because we have challenged the status quo. You're continuing to see that even now in the workforce, you have a massive exodus of people leaving their jobs right now because at now that COVID is, you know, getting a little bit more under control, uh, you know, jobs are coming to their employees and they're saying, hey, it's time to come back to the office. Well, there's a large part uh, population of employees that are like, yeah, no, I was doing my job just fine from home for the past year and I prefer to work here for whatever reason. So, no, I want to stay here. And then it, there's this battle going on between do we let people stay at home and continue to be productive or do we force them to go back to doing things the way we want to for whatever reason and risk potentially losing talent so again millennials we're fighting that battle that eventually gen z is going to get to walk into and take advantage of so hey give us some love gen z okay but one of the big things that you know the millennials have had to fight all along this way as mobile technology has happened and you know different things like like that i mean i remember when they didn't want cell phones on the uh, work network and now look at that it's just commonplace to have your personal phone on your work network so there's there's so much that millennials have fought for that has shaped the way that working is now and it's going to continue to happen that way and i think gen z is very much going to follow um, behind in pushing for, you know, being digital nomads, working from wherever, um, for a lot of different kinds of jobs. Now, all that being said, one thing that's interesting about getting into jobs is that millennials are reconsidering education beyond high school. The rising cost of college in big cities and the cost of living in a big city on top of that has caused them to think twice about what they want at an earlier age. So you're starting to see millennials uh, or I'm sorry, you're starting to see Gen Z see the student debt that their parents are still paying off after 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years. They're like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And they're starting to look for alternative forms of education. And you're starting to see this because large companies like Google, Microsoft, you know, that are struggling to find young talent, they have recently waived whether or not um, you need a college degree to apply and to get a job. Uh, Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla and SpaceX, famously has come out and said, you don't need a college degree to work at Tesla. He doesn't care. 
he wants smart people. He wants people who want to work hard. He doesn't give a damn if you got a sociology degree and you know you want to help build cars or work in marketing or do whatever. So you are going to start to see this continue to trend to where, uh, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, Verizon wouldn't even let you be the person standing at the front of the store with an iPad to like set you up for an appointment without a college degree. You had to have a college degree to even apply for that position. What in the world does any college degree have to do with working in a store and selling cell phones? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if there is a college degree that has anything to do with it, guess what? You shouldn't waste your time with it because it's not worth anything. All right. Like there's no there's no good reason for that. So again, millennials pushing back. I think this is going to be a trend that Gen Z is going to reinforce even heavier than we did. And I think for a lot of jobs, obviously, if you're going into healthcare, if you're going into engineering, a lot of the STEM stuff, okay, you're going to need some type of degree probably for something like that. But for a lot of these blue collar professional stuff, I really think you're going to start to see the college uh, requirement dropped because Gen Z is looking at it going, we can't afford it. And if they're looking at that en masse and saying, we can't afford college, we're looking for alternative forms of education, um, there's going to be a major drought for talent and the workplaces are going to, uh, the jobs are going to have to adjust. So that's a trend that millennials are kind of starting. And Gen Z, I think, is going to put the final nail in the coffin on that one. And I'm personally, very excited about that <laughs> because Gen Z will pay the way for my kids. I, I actually don't know the name of um, my kids are four and, and uh, you know, now 18 months. I, I think it's maybe Gen Alpha or something like that. We're running out of uh, out of letters since we're at Z. So maybe it's that I'll, I'll have to look that up. But um, but they're going to pave the way for that. And I think it's going to be a better world because of it. There's still going to be a place for college. I think college is still going to be important for some things, but it's not going to be this de facto, you can't make a, you can't get a decent job and have insurance and all these and benefits and all these other things, unless you get college, it won't be the end all be all. Um, so, you know, I've kind of made this point, you know, going through it, but you know, millennials have been, we've been the guinea pigs of technology. We have been the ones who have had to figure that, that, that out good and bad. We didn't know what screen time was doing to us. We didn't know, you know, that, Hey, we got to take breaks from this stuff. I mean, we are still figuring it out and the excitement of new tech, like cell phones, mobile apps, and streaming that actually gets us excited even today to sign up for services and buy items that feel new and flashy. I mean, you know, millennials, we are, we were notorious for lining up outside of Apple stores at the drop of a new uh, iPhone coming out. Nowadays, you look at those lines, most of those people are still millennials waiting. Gen Z, they grew up with that stuff. Seeing a new iPhone, new Android pop up, it doesn't necessarily excite them as much. There's got to be something a little bit more special about that launch. So, uh, you know, they're really searching a lot more for transparency and authenticity more when it comes to that stuff. Where millennials, we still kind of get trapped a little bit in the hype. Um, because of this, Gen Z is actually more likely to spend money on things that are quality and they tend to shop around a lot less than millennials. So Gen Z is not very big on deal comparisons. And you can see a lot of this in the trends with like frivolous brand spending, for instance. They are much more likely to buy luxury brands at their age than the millennials before them. Millennials, we, because of the financial downturns and all these other things, we will shop for a deal. We are all about that. 
We're not as big into the luxury brands unless we can really flex that, you know, but for Gen Z, they're not as worried about that. They will drop something on what they perceive as quality um, and they don't do a very good job researching about whether or not they can get a better deal somewhere. So again, things we can learn from each other, Gen Z, take advantage of, you know, the hard earned lessons of millennials, what we've learned that, you know, sometimes you got to question whether or not moving to a luxury brand at a, at, at an early age is worth it or not. Um, Gen Z, this is another thing that's a big advantage for them. Uh, and this is going to have some long-term ramifications for everybody because they're coming of age in a much more financially stable time than millennials were. So because of this, the average credit score for uh, Gen Z is 50 points better than millennials. That's significant on the credit scale. Uh, when uh, and, and the other thing is that, and this kind of goes to the luxury item, so it really it kind of seems with big purchases, Gen Z doesn't really tend to shop around as much or they just don't care as much. Uh, but they don't do as much frivolous spending on other things. So it's like they value the few things they do have, um, but then they don't tend to spend their money as much on that. They put it more towards experiences. Millennials are kind of the same way, but we will shop for a deal. We will still spend a lot of money, um, you know, but we won't, uh, we'll still kind of do our research on it. One thing that's interesting is that when it comes into going into debt for a car, Gen Z is more likely to go into debt for it compared to millennials. So 23% of Gen Z will go out and get an auto loan instead of just paying for a car outright compared to 16% of millennials. So this kind of goes with that trend of what we've been talking about. Gen Z isn't afraid to put money to something big, to something luxury, whatever the case that is, and give up other things and millennials are the exact opposite we're kind of you know more likely to hunt for that deal more likely to buy something you know cash uh you know whatever the case is because again look where what we've came from um at this point millennials are just kind of going okay i i get the picture once every 10 years i just have to expect some type of economic disaster so we're we're a little bit more um hesitant because we've taken our lumps and we've learned our lesson so one thing that's interesting and this is a little bit more of a projection than something we have hard stats on right now, primarily just because Gen Z is younger than us. But according to Bank of America, they are predicting that Gen Z is going to out earn the average millennial by 2031. We're talking about nine years, barely, that they are predicting the average Gen Z will out earn millennials. And this to me is probably the biggest financial trend that I think millennials need to really start looking at. One of the reasons is going to be some of the facts that we've already talked talked about. Gen Z is coming up in a more financially stable time. They've been able to look at what's happened to millennials and be like, man, maybe college isn't for me. And they're not going to start off their life with an average of $50,000 in debt. You know, that's significant. And the other side of it is, you know, where millennials had to get that degree in order to get some of these jobs um, that will no longer require degrees. Um, Gen Z is going to be able to enter the workforce at a younger age. So can you imagine coming out of high school and now all of a sudden you're able to uh, get a, a very good paying job at forty eight, fifty thousand dollars a year, something like that? 
and then work your way, build your skills through it. I mean, by the time that you graduate college, you could have been promoted at least once, maybe up for a second promotion. Um, you'd be well on your way to earning a decent amount at that point by the time you were 22, whereas the average millennial hadn't even graduated college yet at 22. So that's what, one of the, the trends that they're seeing with Gen Z to where they're like, okay, they're looking to be able to you know, show potential to out earn um, millennials by 2031. The other reason, and this is a big part of it, is that like we talked about, Gen Z is native to the digital economy. They have grown up in it. They understand how it works. Even though millennials have created it, we have not necessarily, um, it's not as organic to us. We're, we have built this digital infrastructure, um, but ultimately Gen Z is the one that's shaping it. And because of that, the continued monetization of things um, digitally, selling online courses, um, you know, having a YouTube channel, doing affiliate marketing, all of this stuff. There's high schoolers that are already doing this stuff, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Retail arbitrage, setting up stores on Amazon online and like reselling products. I mean, I read a story about a kid who was 16 years old. And when uh, a couple months ago, we had a really big eclipse that was happening. Uh, Happens once every 40 something years or whatever. So it was buzzing on the internet. This kid got on, set up an Amazon shop, found the these little, essentially those 3D movie, um, you know, gla- uh, like cardboard glasses you would wear. Uh, that's essentially what it was with a little film on it. And it was like, it, and he bought a couple thousand of those for like a couple cents a piece, stuck it on his Amazon shop, sold them for like five bucks a piece and sold them as Eclipse wearing sunglasses to help you see it. Literally, it's just like a darker lens so you could look up into the sky at it. And he made $360,000 in about two months selling these paper sunglasses. I mean, like that is the stuff that millennials, it's it's not coming natural to us because we didn't grow up in that. Can are, Have some millennials learned that skill? Are they taking advantage of it? Absolutely. You know, like I said, we, we built it and we had to learn how to monetize it. But Gen Z gets to come up on, you know, riding our coattails, basically see how it works, embrace it and just run with it. So that's something to where adaptability is going to be incredibly important for especially the older general uh, generational millennials you know when we're talking about the ones that are in that 34 to 40 range under taking a little step backward maybe a little bit of humble pie engaging gen z and understanding how are these kids thinking about making money how are these young adults looking to you know create careers and utilize the digital economy in order to have multiple different income streams i mean you could between affiliate marketing the youtube channel and getting paid ads being on tiktok and building a decent following stuff like that you could earn three thousand dollars a month just from from doing fun stuff like that i mean who wouldn't want to do that have multiple different income streams that ultimately bring in three thousand a month i mean that's amazing there, there's stories all over the place of people who have quit their jobs because something they were doing ended up becoming incredibly popular and now they're doing it online. I mean, and listen, if you think that I'm just talking about 
you know, uh, uh, they're making fun dance videos or something like that, or they're comedians. And that's the only things that are taken off. You're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. There is, there is a guy who is a plumber on YouTube. He's a local, he has a local business. He is a plumber on YouTube. He has tens of thousands of followers now, and he has completely supplemented his income, showing people how to fix their own plumbing on YouTube. And he's literally just filming, doing his job. That's it. He has people calling him from all over the United States to help him fit to help him fix something. And now he's set up like a plumbing consulting business to where he has people answering the phones and just taking questions and, you know, making money that way. I mean, it's it's ridiculous the different ways that you can make money if you think digital first. And again, that's not something millennials are doing. We don't think digital first necessarily unless we were trained to unless that was part of of what we were doing growing up. Uh, For Gen Z, it's automatic. You doing anything, there's gonna be some type of digital aspect to it. It's just as simple as that. So that's really it. Um, Like I said, a lot of different things that Gen Z and millennials can uh, learn from each other. Millennials, we have paved the way for Gen Z. Gen Z, you are welcome. Um, So, you know, we will will take the high fives, the fist bumps, the sheeshes, um, all that fun stuff. Uh, As far as, you know, Millennial goes to Gen Z, there are lots of lessons that we can learn from them as they come up. They are native to this digital economy. They are going to be the new consumers. They are going to have a lot of money to consume things. It is important to make sure we understand the things that are important to them and that we we work together in order to enter this new digital transformation that has been you know accelerated by COVID, but was ultimately inevitable anyway. So Hope that helps. Talk to y'all soon.